0: Hello, 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 hello. Welcome back to another episode of Courageous Beauty Podcast. Hello, my Courageous Beauties. It is Wisdom Wednesday. So thank you for tuning in. My name is Crystal. I am your host. And sometimes I do have guests. Sometimes I don't. Today I do not have a guest. Um, And, you know, I have guests in mind. So I think that's going to be the next phase of this next season. We are on Season 2 of Courageous Beauty podcast, please be sure to go back and visit the other 20 episodes that I have prior to this one. Um, I also do have a blog that you can catch as well. Um, So yeah, if you uh, want to do that, it's at WordPress, Courageous Beauty, and uh, definitely stay tuned. So I kind of want to touch on something today when it comes to where our help comes from okay because our help comes from the Lord right and so I was literally just minding my business and the scripture that came to me was Psalm 121 and when I say I'm just minding my business I I feel like God he just when you're quiet and you're not really thinking about a whole bunch of things you just hear him speak to you right and so what I heard was, I will lift up my eyes unto the hills from what's coming, my help, my help coming from the Lord, which made heaven and earth, right? And honestly, that scripture has been just just in my view um, just the last week or so. Um, and I mentioned it in one of my other podcast episodes. I don't remember if it was Look Up Peter, but I mentioned it recently. But when you really think about where your help comes from, you got to understand that there's going to be situations where you're going to need help. So that humbles us, first of all, right? That keeps us human. (laughs) To know that we are not this, you know, some superhumans out here and that we're invisible. And the other piece about that, too, is that God never promised us that there wasn't going to be trouble, you know? And so the fact that he never promised us that, we need to understand and sometimes expect that there will be things that will arise that may try to throw us off our our our, um, our, our seat, if you will. You know, wherever it is that God has us, the situations and trials and tribulations can rock us. Um, but I'm going to read this full scripture and um, we'll delve in a little bit more. And I have another scripture I want to share with you as well. Um, so this is uh, Psalm 121. The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. He shall preserve thy soul. The Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. So to me, uh, and amen to that. To me, this is beautiful because it just shows you that no matter what situation you're in, God's never going to sleep on the situation you're in. It, don't 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 get it twisted. He knows what you're going through. He knows the trouble that you face. He knows the situations that you are um, that that may have presented itself to you. And, and it seems like at a inconvenient time. Um, and the the scripture, the other scripture that I want to read to you, it's, it is lengthy, but just bear with me, and we'll we'll get into what we want to talk about today even more. But it's Job one. Um, 1 through 22. It says there was a man in the land of Uz whose name was Job, and that man was perfect and upright and one that feared God and eschewed evil. And there were born unto him seven sons and three daughters. His substance also was 7,000 sheep and 3,000 camels and 500 yoke of oxen and 500 she-asses and a very great household. So that this man was the greatest of all the men of the east. And his sons went and feasted in their houses every one his day and sent and called for their three sisters to eat and to drink with them. And it was so when the days of their feasting were gone about that Job sent and sacrificed them and rose up early in the morning and offered burnt offerings according to the number of them all. For Job said, It may be that my sons have sinned, and cursed God in their hearts. This did Job continually. Now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan came along among them. And the Lord said unto Satan, Whence cometh thou? Then Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro in the earth, and from walking up and down in it. And the Lord said unto Satan, Hast thou considered my sober Job, my servant Job, that there is none like him in the earth, a perfect and upright man, one that feareth God and escheweth evil? Then Satan answered the Lord and said, Doth Job fear God for naught? Has, has not thou made a hedge about him, and about his house, and about all that he hath on every side? Thou hast blessed the work of his hands. And his substance is increased in the land. But put forth thy hand now, and touch all that he hath, and he will curse thee to thy face. And the Lord said unto Satan, Behold, all that he hath is in thy power. Only upon himself put not forth thy hand. So Satan went forth from the presence of the Lord. And there was a day when his sons and his daughters were eating and drinking wine in their eldest brother's house. And there came a messenger unto Job and said, The oxen were plowing, and the asses feeding beside them, and the Seabians fell upon them and took them away. Yea, they have slain the servants with the edge of the sword, and only I am escaped alone to tell thee. While he was yet speaking, there there came also another, and said, The fire of God is fallen from heaven, and hath burned up the sheep and the servants, and consumed them, and only I am escaped alone to tell thee. While he has yet speaking, there came also another and said, "The Chaldeans made out three bands and fell upon the camels and have carried them away. Yea, and slain the servants with the edge of the sword. And I am only, and I, and only I, am escaped alone to tell thee." While he was yet speaking, there came another one and said, "Thy sons and thy daughters were eating and drinking wine in their eldest brother's house, and behold, there came a great wind from the wilderness." And smote the four corners of the house, and it fell upon the young men, and they are all dead, and I only am escaped alone to tell thee. Then Job arose and writ his mantle, and shaved his head, and fell down upon the ground, and worshipped, and said, Naked came I out of my mother's womb, and naked shall I return, thither the Lord gave, and the Lord hath taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord, and all his. and all this. Job sin not, nor charge God foolishly. Amen. So I know that was a lot, but we're gonna get somewhere with it. And the reason why I wanted to read that is because it sets a precedent for explaining the part of looking towards the hills from what's cometh my help. The moment that Job suffered this these calamities. I mean, we read the reason why we needed to read it is because we needed to hear about how great of a substance he had it wasn't just what he had as far as wealth but I mean his children you know and then the fact that even as you know um, rich as this man was he was still humble enough to still you know worship God and follow God's commandments right Um, I'll mention something else about that a little later but what I want to touch on is the fact that he knew where his help came from He knew that in all of this calamity, he still had to trust God. He knew that he couldn't turn his back on God, especially not now. You know, Um, I would like to think that he didn't know that this test was coming up on him during that time. You know, uh, God probably didn't warn him. Um, A lot like how when we go through situations, we're not always warned. And because I believe that God trusted Job. God told Satan about Job. If you if you notice what I said. You know satan was looking to see who he can devour looking to and fro and and god asked him where did you come from you know and so god is the one who told him about his servant joe because he put that much he put he knows what he put in us as an investment he knows what he invests in us and i've said this many times before and um he he doesn't want to uh allow his word his word says what he puts in us his word is not going to return in void so and that's what we have to remember and like I said God has never promised that there would be no trouble and in fact as I said earlier we need to be you know in expectation that trouble will come you know now God did say he would be with us in trouble but we also have to know that we have an adversary and his name is Satan and he would desire to sift us like wheat back in the day when I mentioned the threshing floor in one of my other episodes um going back to the threshing floor again after you take wheat and the tear and allow it to grow up together or the chaff if you will um the chaff is the husk or the inedible part of the wheat it's sifted to make sure that um, you take the wheat which is the good part the edible part you sift that even further um to make sure that it, when it's further broken down, even the best part of it needs to still be filtered. And, and then that way you can make sure that the inedible part is not in there. And then also um, to make sure that it's proper, you'll be able to properly consume it. And then you could use it for what its, prop- its best purpose is. So like take flour, for example. You wouldn't necessarily be able to bake a cake if you took wheat in its original state. Like wheat germ, is pretty hard. You got to actually break it down and grind it. So that's the threshing part that we talked about before in one of the other episodes that I did about there's uh, pressure at the press. Um, but in this situation, I'm not even sure what I'm going to call this episode yet, but um, I think I may be calling it um, where our help comes from, um, something like that. But the part that i'm getting to is that that's what satan desires to do to us he wants to sift us like wheat even though sifting of wheat is a good thing in a sense of building character he wants to try to destroy that character he wants to destroy the wheat and which is symbolic of your faith and um he just wants to still kill and destroy your faith and so that was the whole point of him pointing out to god like yeah i tried but you have a hedge around joe you have protection around him so i can't get to him you know and so god said okay everything that he has is yours but you can't kill him so you can do anything you want to do but you can't kill him so if you are still alive today and you able to hear what i'm saying things have been done okay and you know to you around you for you through you um because of you but you're still alive and even though it hurts and even though it seems hard and even though it seems like why, why would God do something like this or allow this to happen there's a purpose and a a reason for all things and and we don't know and even further down in Job there was one situation where Job said something to God and God was like well did you even know do you even know where I store the the snow or the rain did you do you even know where behemoth comes from like God's asking him these things and, and and Job doesn't have an answer for it because we as human beings we our minds are so finite, you know so small, we can't even comprehend the beginning before the end, but God himself is the beginning before the end, so he knows what we have need of before we have before we know, so he knows that when we go through these trials and these fires and these tribulations, there's things that needs to burn off of us on a daily basis there's trials that have to come in order for us to grow so um that's a lot of the reason why trials do come it doesn't feel good it's not it's not necessarily meant to be pain-free life you know um jesus he bared a cross for us but we all have our cross to bear we all have our situations that we have to go through i mean imagine still having to go through these things but then you choose to say well if god is a good god he wouldn't allow us to happen so i'm not going to worship him okay well then now you out here by yourself dealing with the same issues (laughs) so I'm gonna depend on my help you know you do what you feel like you need to do for you and um yeah so even if I got to go through at least I know that I'm not going through it alone so I would rather go through and have my help help me versus me going through anyway and then I'm out here all out here in these streets alone you know dealing with myself that that's that's even more hard and you still got to deal with Satan. So what you going to do now? You know, so that's where 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 that scripture is. I will look unto the hills from what's come with my help, because if I'm in the valley, I'm not going to look down beneath where I am in the valley for my help. I'm going to look up, to see if somebody could come save me. That's a word right there. <laughs> and sometimes when you're on top of a mountain, it seems like you might be too far up. Well, guess what? You don't want to go back down into the past of your situation so you continue to look up to the sky it's always a level up higher God is the highest thing that there ever will be but there's always something higher than where you are the valley is the lowest part of of a mountain right well then you got the peak of the mountain and then you got above that you got the sky and above that you got space and then all the heavens and all the you know what I'm saying it can, I can go on and on and on about that but the point of the matter is. I know that my help comes above me. It's above my pay grade, people would say. It's something you don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's above me. You know, when um, that little video came out now, came out about some lady being rude to the, to the hotel worker, and he was like, well, it's above me now. <laughs> um, that was hilarious, but the point I'm trying to make is that's where our mind needs to be. The situation that I'm dealing with on this earth and in my life, it's above me now. I need to go tell my father about this situation, even though he knows it already. Conversation and communication is key. You have not because you ask not. You know, like I said, God said He never promised us that we were not going to have trouble. He said He was going to be there with us in trouble. You know, and even that, even even the things that we face, you know, He knew beforehand. You know, He knew. The, the battles that he was going to allow us to go through because he knew what he put inside of us. So that's definitely something that we need to uh, keep keep in the forefront of our mind. So, like I said, we have an adversary. Um, his name is Satan. He knows who he is. And he wants to de- he wants to desire to sift us like wheat. He wants to try to sift us and put us through the wringer of life To make us lose our faith in God You know That's what he wants to do Anything and everything that God is Satan is the opposite So just always keep that in mind God is not the author of confusion That means Satan is confusion And his kingdom is not divided Against itself You don't hear about demons Fighting demons You hear about people You know fighting people You know and you hear about people in the kingdom of God Fighting other people About their denomination or what they believe in We gotta get it together y'all It's time out for all that Oh you believe in this And you believe in that And I don't believe in this And Okay it doesn't matter what you believe in If it is not effective You understand what I'm saying If it is not in the name of Jesus What are we really talking about And some people not gonna like what I said But I said what I said and I mean it with all love, but if you're really going to stand for something, no matter what someone says to you or about you, it shouldn't matter what a person thinks. It all, it all matters if it's filtered through the word of God. And it all matters if it is coming in love and it's coming in righteousness and, it, uh, and it's of God. So if I say something that someone doesn't like, as long as I didn't say it with intent to offend them, you can't always worry about offenses because they will come. If you if you are trying to walk on eggshells about who you are in God and still continuing to minimize the word of God that is in your life how are you going to give God glory if you continue to worry about what what mankind believes and thinks about what you're saying as long as you're not out here damaging people with your words and you're saying it in a loving way say thus said the lord say what God has for you to say and and move on you know and practice forgiveness and and, and kindness and long-suffering and meekness and temperance and patience all the fruits of the spirit because all these things that we fight for in this world are temporary we need to be focused on where our soul is going to go we got all these situations going on with the the virus and whether you should take a vaccine or whether you shouldn't and if you don't take a vaccine, you know, are you going to be penalized or are your rights going to be take away, taken away? I mean, it, to me, it's just crazy because you don't know who to trust. You don't know who to turn to. Well, that's fine. My help comes from the Lord. I'm going to look unto the hills from what's cometh my help. My help coming from the Lord, who is above heaven, who is above earth and heaven. Because he's the only one who can give us the answers in the direction that we need. You know so I have to allow Holy Spirit to come in and guide me and lead me and, and say okay um, maybe it ain't safe to take the vaccine right now but maybe in a couple months it will be you know because you got to think about pre-existing situations with people I ain't gonna get all into all of that but nevertheless not our will but God's will be done on earth as it is in heaven and I speak that over the airways in the name of Jesus and um, Pray that he give us people that are sincere and, and people that are not out to harm people or who are out to get money and and want to make a quick fix, but really is actually hurting folks. So um, that's my opinion on that. And um, but yeah, so so in all these situations, we still have to look to God and um, knowing that it because we do have an adversary that wants to sift us like we, you also have people that work for the adversary. They don't always, you know, look like us or look like you um, you know, in what you're doing and what area you're you're working in, maybe your job or could be your family or could be staring right in the mirror. Sometimes you could be your own worst enemy when it comes to what it is that the things of God are for you. You know, we could create situations in our own life that can cause us to end up being sifted. So a lot of times when you do have trouble and you do have trials, look in the mirror. Check you first. Make sure you're not playing the blame game because someone did you wrong, but you didn't correct what you needed to correct about your own life. Look unto the hills from what's coming to your help for yourself <laughs> so that you can take the boulder out of your eye before you try to take the speck out of someone else's eye. Love starts at home love starts at home love is not just saying I love you and I care for you and it's a great emotion and it's intimacy love is also being hard and or having those hard conversations and checking your, giving yourself a, a check up from the neck up and saying okay there's some things I need to change and the reason why I'm bringing that up is because Job he was an upright man who eschewed evil he was perfect in all his ways even God said that but there was something that Job did he said he 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 sacrificed, he made a sacrifice for sin, the sacrifices back in the day before Jesus died, Jesus paid the ultimate sacrifice, he died for us on the cross, he shed his blood for the remissions of sin, okay, and then he um, he died, he went to hell, he, took the, he defeated life, he, he defeated death, he took the keys to death, hell, and the grave, and he rose and he sat on the right hand of majesty, right? But the whole purpose of that was to atone for our sins because it had to be blood. So back in the day, Job, he would, you know, would take one of the, you know, animals that he had. And he would sacrifice it for each one, of his, each one of his people in his family. He had 10 kids. Plus, I don't know if he did it for his servants and maybe his wife and all that stuff like that. But he did it just in case they may have sinned in their heart against God. And and sometimes when you are doing something habitually like that, it can it, the root cause of that can be fear. And there's a scripture later on in Job where he said, "The thing that I feared has come upon me." And so we have to make sure that we are not walking we're not walking with God out of the fear of just doing it and actually get a real relationship with God. Yeah, true enough, something can happen in your life to cause you to run to God out of fear in a sense but eventually it needs to the relationship needs to change in order for you really to be able to say I can call on God for help not because I'm just afraid but because I know that he's my father and that he will help me and that he already told me he would be there for me anyway so that was something that I wanted to mention about that Um, I talked about fear in the last episode too when it came to Peter when I was talking about look up Peter and basically Was it that he was afraid to stay in the ship because the wind and the waves were blowing the ship due to the storm? Or was it, and and so he decided, he saw Jesus like, let me get out of here because I can run to my safety and get help. Or did his fear happen once he got into the water and was walking on the water and then lost his focus? He wasn't looking up to the hills for what's coming This help. He took his eyes off Jesus and began to sink. So that's something that we have to tune in on and check our fear. Fear is not always a bad thing because it can help us to um, run to where we need to be. It can help us run away from where we don't need to be. Um, But it's not always a bad thing. They they call it the flight or fear situation. You know, do you run into trouble or do you or do you stand up and fight or do you run away? And you would leave things unresolved. So sometimes fear is good. Um, Fear and apprehension, it can help us in certain areas of our life. It can give us that adrenaline rush that we need to get things done, to turn it into courage. Um, The name of this podcast is called Courageous Beauty because there were situations in my life where I was afraid to do things and so I had to then turn that into courage because courage in being courageous is not the absence of fear, but it is yet the, it's, it's yet turning that fear into fuel so that you can face life's challenges head on, face to face, because there's going to be a potential challenge every day. There's people that are, I mean, you know, we take it for granted when we open our eyes and Take a deep breath, and we're not on a respirator. We take a deep breath, and we're not on oxygen. Or take a deep breath, and you literally don't have a tube down your throat. So don't take these things for granted. in In the midst of trying to to press towards what God has you to t- you know press towards, too, it's all in 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 a day's work to just get up and 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 take things for granted. Not and, and so what we need to do is now pull our focus back in and say okay Lord where would you have me what would you have me to do why am I still here after all of these trials and all these tribulations I have a purpose I you I know you have a plan for me I know it is something that you have for me that I need to do so I need Holy Spirit to come in and the reason why I'm not saying the Holy Spirit because Holy Spirit is a is, is a is a is a, is a, a persona he he is a gentleman okay um, there's the spirit of Christ. So that's why I'm saying Holy Spirit and not him. Or, or I'm not saying it or, you know, the Holy Spirit. I mean, you can, but I'm, I'm referring to him just like I'm referring to when I say God, he's the father. And I say Jesus, he's the son. I'm saying Holy Spirit. He is the Holy Spirit, the spirit that came from Christ to be our comforter. That's who I seek for my help. I'm looking up to the hills for my help. And it's just symbolic of saying my help is higher than my situation. So I'm calling on the Holy Spirit to lead me and to guide me into truth and to help bring the word of God back to my remembrance. So I know that I have help because there's times when you could be going through and you feel like you're all alone, but you're not. Job was all alone physically when it came to his family and when it came to all the things that he 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 lost, but there was always someone to come back and report to him. And obviously Satan was there to come back and report that. Be careful of the people who's coming back telling you trouble. Be careful of that. Because if it's always some this is a sidebar, this has to be fresh off the press from God saying that. Be careful who you who's coming back telling you the bad news. You know, be careful of that person. Because you never know how they're telling the story is the story right you know is is are they tell are they missing details of what actually happened it could be someone who could be jealous of you who wants to tell you something to try to poke an area of weakness in you to try to tear you down because they're not where they are or where they should be and you are and they're trying to tear you down so it makes it makes them feel better about themselves to be it you know to delay their process or whatever the case may be, they could be working for satan to be to shift you that could to to sift you out of your blessings. Be mindful of those folks who who always got a bad story or sad story to tell you. you know you don't want people living off the coattails of your anointing, sucking you dry and 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 I think I may talk about that, but being a a spiritual trash can um, you know, dumping their things on you. We, we, those that are strong in the Lord must bear the infirmities of the weak, but I don't have to be a welcome mat or a trash can for your situations or your issues. I can go into intercession and pray for you on your behalf, but I don't have to collect those things that we should be casting our cares and worries to God anyway. So I know I've said a lot, but um, I still am not losing the fact that with with everything, we still need to look up to the hills for what's coming our help. Our help comes from the Lord. And so one of the things that helps me remember this and the way that I can contain my help is 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 further breaking down um, the understanding how I was saying about the wheat being further breaking down is symbolic to how I spoke before about. When you're planting something and you need to like my mom she's really into gardening Um and she used I used to watch her do her flower beds and her roses our roses are really beautiful they're really huge and so what she would do is she would till the ground and so you have to break up the dirt because it can get hard it can be rocks in there animals can come and trample it or whatever the case may be sometimes there's stony places sometimes there's Sometimes there's hurt that has uh, that's, that has uh, penetrated your heart. So God has to break up those those things, you know. Um, he has to break up fallacy. He has to break up lies. He has to break up um, unspoken truths and secrets and all those things off our hearts, in order to penetrate us so that we can feel what it is He needs us to feel, and we can we can then deal with it and then we can heal from it so yes we like the wheat we have to be further broken down like 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 a tree that is uh being planted or a flower bed in order to for it to be able to receive life or water or those living waters of christ we have to be able to be able to be penetrated the holy spirit has to be able to our holy spirit excuse me has to be able to penetrate our hearts and, and water us with the washing of the word of God. And if he can't penetrate our broken heart, when there's stony places there, then God has to come in and prune that and trial and error and and, and crisis and things like that will break it up and allow us to feel so that he can then bring his love into it and apply his love to us and allow his glory to come in and one way I find is that we if we abide in Christ Jesus if we abide in him he will abide in us and this way God and he is at the forefront of our lives in order for God to get the glory out of us especially he knows as I said before with the trials and testing of our faith we need to operate we operate in the same way for example if you have a business, you offer a free trial for your products or a free trial period because you want to allow your customers to try your product. You want to market yourself, right? Now, the customer, they're like skeptical, you know, because this is a new business. And then we believe in our products and we believe that they're good. So we get offer a money back guarantee, right? We've all fallen for those trials, right? <laughs> And knowing, knowing that the customer is going to find, because we believe in our products so much, how God believes in us, and he puts investment in us, knowing that we he's, he's going to offer a money-back guarantee, right? Knowing we're not going to send it back. God did this to Job when Satan was looking to and fro. God asked him what he was doing, and he said, seeking whom he may devour. And then he said, have you considered my servant Job? Job said, yes, you have a hedge of protection around him. I can't get to him. And so, um, in that moment, God said, okay. Um, Well, actually, Job said, um, God told him, he said, have you considered my servant Job? Satan said, yes. And God knew what he invested in Job. He knew the glory that he put in him. He was confident. So he removed the hedge protection, allowed the trouble to come in and that Job's faith, Job's, Job's faith in God wouldn't fail. God knew that. And God told Satan, he told him, he said, you do anything to him except for killing him. So he lost everything. He was tried. And even though he was in turmoil, he still trusted God. And for that, God restored unto him all that he had, double portion. God will get the glory out of us no matter what. I just, you know, he will get the glory out of us no matter what. We just have to give God permission to come and work in our lives. And one thing that I've always said is that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory that shall be revealed in us. Greater is coming. God will prune us so we can produce more. With all the hedge of protection Job operated in fear, and so much, he even said it, as I said before, the very thing that he feared came upon him. And um, he was so afraid that he would continue to, you know, that his family would sin, that he would, he would, you know, continue to sacrifice to God. And so we need to kind of check that fear at the door and making sure that we're not just pursuing God out of fear, uh, but we should definitely have a a, a reverential fear of God and reverence him and obeying him listen to his word you know and um, we must trust god and trust in him and his word and abide in him so i really hope that this is this has fed you today i really hope this helped you today i really hope that you've gotten something that you were able to be filled up or you know things were able to be removed but just remember that you are not alone in this world even if there's no people around god is always present his spirit is always present and I'm going to say a prayer to end it off. Spirit of the living God, we come to you and we thank you, Father. We give you all the glory, all the praise, and all the honor. You are mighty. You are righteous, Father. We thank you for this word. We thank you for this Rama word, Father God. We thank you for the manna. We thank you for your provision, O oh God. You are Jehovah Jireh, O oh God. We thank you for your healing. You are Jehovah Rapha, O oh God. We thank you for your protection. We thank you for being our banner. You are Jehovah Nisi, Father God. We thank you for being our comforter. You are Jehovah Tuskine. You are El Shaddai, Father God. The many breasts of one, Father God. You can we can lay our head on your bosom on all of our troubles and all of our cares and all of our worries, oh God. We know that our help comes from the Lord. And we trust in you and lean not to our own understanding, oh God. We acknowledge you in all our ways that you may direct our path, oh God. We thank you, Father, for you are awesome. You are mighty. You are righteous, oh God. We trust in you, Lord God, and we thank you, Father. And we know that. When we look unto the hills from what's cometh our help, our help truly comes from you. And we just thank you, Father. We dispatch your angels around us for our protection and of our friends and our family and even our foes, oh God. From the east and north, the south and the west, in Jesus' name we pray, Father. Amen. Amen and amen. And until next time, my courageous beauties, I love you. Be blessed. God bless you. And until next time, bye-bye.